Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of Marvel Champions Monthly. All throughout January we are doing some new player episodes for our YouTube channel and for the podcast feed. And this is our second new player um, episode in this little series. It is a shield guide, a rhino villain primer. I'm joined today with special shield agent Adderkop. How's it going? Uh, you know, second level agent. Uh, it's going really well. I'm really proud of myself being second level already. Yeah, I mean, you got enough experience that we upgraded you. You got your clearances in, all that good stuff. So we're ready to talk about how to take down one of these notorious villains right now. Somebody really like tough, right? Somebody really complex. Yeah, I mean, he is kind of tough, or can be. He is tough, that's true. So um, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, there are some slides we have that go along with it in the YouTube video. Now I sound like a real lecturer. Um, Mainly that's just so you can view any card text that we don't read. But we're going to try to read the card text as we go along. And we're going to go over Rhino's villain cards, the different cards in his scenario, where he fits into the Marvel Champions releases, some gameplay tips against him, some heroes, um, hero selection and aspect selections to take him down, and just overall opinions and thoughts on Rhino. So... Rhino is the first scenario, or the quote-unquote easiest scenario, in the Marvel Champions core box. So that's why this is part of the new player episode. If you got Marvel Champions over this holiday season, hopefully you've opened it up and beat Rhino already. But if you haven't, maybe this will give you some tips and tricks to getting there. So like all villain scenarios, Rhino is all about trying to complete his scheme, and he's got three stages. There's a Rhino 1, 2, and 3 stage. And the differences between them are really easy. So stage one Rhino for standard has one scheme and two attack. At stage two, he's going to gain an attack. At stage three, he gains another attack. So he's a one scheme, four attack. So a Rhino doesn't do much thinking, but he does a lot of punching. He's got some other abilities, just generic no ability um, in stage one. In stage two, you're going to search for a side scheme, break it and take it and put it into play or reveal it. Um, and in stage three, he's going to gain a tough status card, and he's going to stun everyone in hero form, which is one of the keys here. You're going to have to think about how to get over that threshold. So that's the villain. Any any opinions on just the villain cards themselves there, Ettercap? Um, yeah, the, so the, the the idea that he, he doesn't do much thinking is uh, is totally true. And when you look at him at face value, you might think, there's no way that I'm going to lose to him scheming me out well i have a feeling we're gonna tell you the opposite here <laughs> yeah apparently one scheme can be quite high especially in solo all right so let's talk about his main scheme rhino's main scheme is the break-in he's got some awesome flavor text here so he says rhino is attacking a shield facility and then it's a one stage scheme so it it pops at seven per player the players lose the game it goes up one per player per turn and starts at zero and the flavor text is, Rhino is trying to smash through a facility wall and steal a shipment of vibranium. You must stop him. It's not you may stop him, it's you must. Must, yep. Players so have to. It's Rhino, the standard set, and they recommend the bomb scare set that we'll go over in this video as well. So, like you were just saying, since the threat threshold is really low, at 7 per player, one scheme can actually be really scary. Um, have you had any experiences or want to talk about, about why? Yeah, so um, the the seven threshold is, is really low. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any scenario in solo that is uh, a tighter schedule, you know, is uh, lower than seven in, in solo. Um, that means that 
his I mean his scheme is going to be one, but um, because of a combination of things, uh, mostly his uh, his variance on his uh, boost cards, he could be scheming on his own for between three and four, and there's two copies in a small deck from the standard set that have him scheme again, and that could be the end of the game. So combined with how hard he hits, um, especially as a new player, as you're kind of getting your your legs under you uh, mechanically, it's easy to say, well, I know that I can flip to alter ego and not get hit or or stunned, as you mentioned, um, and then <laughs> surprise lose the game to a couple uh, card flips. Yep, that's the main thing. Um, so even in two player, you have a somewhat more generous threshold of fourteen threat, but in solo, right, you're gonna increase by one threat at the beginning of the villain phase, so it's gonna go to one. If you're an alter ego, he could scheme for one plus a boost of two, and that puts it up to four. So if he draws in advance, he only needs a two boost to jump all the way to seven and lose in one round. So it does require you being an alter ego and drawing in advance, or letting it you know, be in hero form and let it be at four or three and not thwart it away, thinking, oh, I'm in hero form, he's not going to scheme. So in the first intro new player video, we gave a bunch of strategy tips about how to get more wins under your belt really quickly in Marvel Champions. And one of them was to spend more time in hero form. That's definitely a thing that Rhino is going to challenge you on because his attack is so high. You're going to want to jump down and recover, but you're going to have to time those recovers when you really feel safe about the threat. And one of the other tips was to game the encounter deck. You get to know what's in that encounter discard pile. So once you see the second copy of Advance get boosted away or end up in the discard pile, you can get that threat down to zero and pretty safely flip down. So you've got to kind of time your flips um, appropriately to avoid him breaking in to the shield facility. A shield agent's still like that. So Hold on one second really quick. I just realized I wasn't showing you the slides that I'm talking about. Real rude. <laughs> Adderkap was going off memory. That was pretty good. All right, so, so Rhino is the main hook. Um, he has a really low threat threshold. We already mentioned that. He is a bruiser. He is a classic Marvel Champions punch him, he punches you back kind of villain. Um, he's going to teach you the basics of defending and flip decision-making, deciding when I can flip, deciding when I need to flip. Um, the main purpose of flipping, right, is to avoid damage, to recover, to get extra card draw, and he's going to challenge your ability to do that. Um, so some of the things you're really going to have to think about with Rhino, right, with that three attack, he's got an upgrade we're going to talk about here later called Charge that attaches to Rhino, gives him plus three attack and overkill, which is somewhat overkill if he can just punch you for six. Um, and then obviously, like we talked about, advances in the standard set. These are the cards that you're going to want to play around when you're going against Rhino and know, have we seen all of those cards? Are they still left in the deck? What should I be? What should I be doing? But his main hook is he punches really hard. And it's really difficult to avoid those punches because flipping down can be very dangerous because it's so easy, apparently, to break into this shield facility. Yeah, I mean, we have so many of them. It's kind of hard to, like, have good security on all of them. And, you know, typically we, we just get bailed out by, like, the Avengers. So we're not really, yeah. we don't really want to spend money on security. We could pay for them to do things, right? Well, I mean, I don't think we pay them. Yeah. We can beg yeah. them to do things. All right, so some of the key cards from Rhino. I'll go over these two side schemes, and then we'll have you do the other two cards here. Um, some of the key cards, he's got two side schemes in his Rhino kit. Um, so he's got Crowd Control, which is a crisis side scheme with two threat per player. 
So that's another one if that pops out in solo. All of a sudden you can't remove threat from the main scheme and you've got to figure out a way to get rid of the crisis and remove threat from the main scheme to stay in the game. It's got two boost icons. Um, and like we said, just the crisis icon. Um, Breaking and Taken is another one, and that's the one that's going to come out right away if you start an expert or when you push him from stage one to stage two. Um, so it's two threat plus one threat per player when revealed. So in solo, that's three threat, and it's got a hazard icon. So if you are playing an expert, you basically have to have a plan to remove Breaking and Taken right away because the last thing you want is to start the game with Rhino having two encounter cards because that could be two advances, or it could be two assaults, or it could be a card that Adderkop, Agent Adderkop, is going to tell you about. Uh, it could be some of my favorite ones, actually. Um, I mean, naturally, I like dealing a lot of damage. Um, but on the other side, I like seeing cards like this because it, it, it they're so challenging. Um, Stampede, sure, that's a like there's there, there's a lot. I mean, I did the I did the stats breakdown on all of this. Um, there's a lot of cards in, in Rhino's kit that say he attacks again. Um, just based on composition, but with Stampede, it's significant because if you're damaged, um, you're stunned. So that's that's a lot worse because not only are you getting an extra hit that you didn't count on, you have to figure out how to hit him back after that. Maybe you should thwart is basically the point, right? Yep. Um, especially in conjunction with the second card, Charge. Um, charge is fairly simple. Um, it gives him plus three attack. Uh, it gives him overkill and uh, he loses it at the end of the turn the problem with that is the further along you are in rhino the more damage he's dealing at level one he's dealing five um and each one goes up by by one i believe yep yeah um yeah that's right okay cool i'm not delusional so when these two are together if you let's say reveal them in the same sequence which is possible and an experience that everybody should have at least once uh, you can have surprise. I have no answers. I take six or more. Well, probably more with the boost card, and I'm not, I'm now stunned. If you're still alive, so that's the uh, that's one of the nice surprise combos in Rhino's deck. Yeah, and uh, so that's another important tip is to sort of game your deck. Right when your deck's starting to get thin and you have maybe eight cards left in it. That might be a time when you want to keep cards in your hand to avoid a deck out when you're at low health or you're already at high threat. Because if you give Rhino two cards, he has a lot of two-card combos, like drawing charge and then stampede against a solo player. Um, and that can happen naturally in multiplayer, right? I could draw charge and then he could draw stampede against Adderkop and just wreck him, right? Or I could draw crowd control and then he could draw advance against another player. But when you deck out and you get dealt that extra encounter card, that's when all that nastiness can happen. Um, but also, like you said, everyone should experience that at some point in their Marvel Champions life. Um, so I, I'm at the point now where I actually really like to play Rhino on Heroic. Heroic 1 only. I'm not crazy. Um, but he is a straightforward enough villain but you get to see a lot of these cool two-card combos on the villain side. So you mentioned Stampede. Stampede is a three-of in his deck. So with three Stampedes, two Assaults, and a Gang Up, that's six extra activations in Rhino's deck. So he will be attacking a lot when you're in hero form. Um, and you mentioned Charge gives him plus three attack and overkill. So normally we would tell you, yeah, just play a bunch of allies and avoid all that damage. Doesn't always work when Charge is out there. So you got to think of other ways around that too. He's also got a pretty good mitigation package, is what I call it. So he's got a treachery card, hard to keep down. When revealed, Rhino heals for 4 damage. 
If no damage was healed this way, this card gains Surge. Surge is a card nobody likes. That means Rhino gets another card. <laughs> um, and he's got I'm Tough. Give Rhino a tough status card. If he already has a tough status card, this card gains Surge. Two copies of each of those. So that's another tip that I give people is if you can get one point of ping damage on Rhino, usually I say hold off on villain damage until you know, you've know you stabilized the board and built your engine. Um, but against a lot of villains, and specifically Rhino, he's got four cards that are going to gain Surge if he's at full health or if you haven't pinged off that tough card. So keeping him at like a one health deficit, if he heals one off hard to keep down, that's a really wimpy villain phase for Rhino. You're like, don't even care. So you know, Squirrel Girl and Retaliate and things that can ping one damage onto him can be really, really strong. Do you want to read the other mitigation cards? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at the looking at this slide. Like, those are one single copies. Nope, the text box must be hidden. Um, I will I will double check really quick. But you can read the card, and then I'll tell you the quantity. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I, I was going to say they feel like I see them way more often than that. Um, so we we've got. Or I'll, I'll pause here so it's easy to find. Oh, no, you're fine. Just go for it. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so we've got Armored Rhino Suit, which is uh, an attachment. Uh, it's a forced interrupt. When any amount of damage would be dealt to Rhino, place it here instead. Then, if there is at least five damage on here, <clears throat> discard Armored Rhino Suit. Uh, so this card is a pretty huge problem because any amount of damage is filtered through the Rhino Suit first, which means that it can have more than five damage counters if I've been playing it correctly all these, all these, uh, I think, years now, right? Yep. Um, so if you can only deal two packets of six damage, uh, that's it's it's stopping 12, or I'm sorry, not six. Uh, four. Four. Yeah. Four, yeah. Math. If you do two packets of four, it's taking all eight of that. So you have to, you know, do a bunch of small bits of damage to get through it. Um, makes you think again about when you play your Squirrel Girls or when you attack with your allies. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a huge, um, huge swinging card when it pops up because it, it changes your entire turn. Um, similarly, Hydra Mercenary. Uh, he is a minion with zero scheme and one attack and three HP. Um, but more significantly, he's got guard. So he pops up. Both 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 of these kind of fill the same role where. Uh, you may be in a position where you need to knock out Rhino now, or he's going to charge you for seven or more. And both of these make sure that you aren't able to do that the way that you want to. So that's why these are an even bigger problem. Um, like, a as you said, like, he's a simple villain on his own, scenario speaking, scenario-wise. But uh, the cards that are included make him, make him pretty interesting in the way that they interact without feeling, like, overpowered or gimmicky. Yep. So the Armored Rhino Suit is a 1-of, and the Guard Minion, the Hydra Mercenary, is a 2-of. So yeah, exactly what you said. Definitely plan your damage right with Armored Rhino Suit. With the Hydra Mercenary, Guard only stops you from attacking the villain, so supports can still damage the villain. Non-attacks can get around him. Um, still a little bit tough. Other players can still attack. The nice thing about the Hydra Mercenary is they do have zero scheme, so if you have to flip down to avoid that charge... You're not going to pay some minion tax on your scheming, but still an annoying mitigation card for Rhino. He, he just likes to survive. <laughs> so he's got a couple other cards that I didn't feature on here. Um, he's got two other named minions. He's got Sandman and Shocker. They're just like generic minions. Um, Shocker does damage to heroes when he's revealed. Sandman has toughness. They're just minions you're going to have to remove to not take extra damage or extra thwart. Um, and then he's got an Enhanced Ivory Horn, which is just an attachment that increases his attack by one. 
and it takes three physical resources to discard it. So that's something that can stack on top of charge, or it, since there's two charges in the deck, you can actually get double charged, which is real fun um, if you can make that happen. So we've Lucky talked about you. some tips and tricks along the way. I thought I'd give you a chance to say any of your tips and tricks, and then I've got some I'll go over as well. So, um, as I said earlier, you just got to be the most careful um, flipping down because of a couple reasons. Like, we you know, we've talked about the uh, the threat going up really quickly or getting out of control, um, but combining with his, his high damage, um, just to summarize the situation, uh, Rhino wants you to flip to Alter Ego because that's how, realistically... He'll beat you um, because you need to heal or because um, you need to not get attacked. <laughs> um, I can say this. I, I've, I've lost to Shocker uh, at least twice from his, uh, his one damage. So that'll happen too. So keep an eye out if you haven't seen Shocker yet. Um, but in general, just as our, our general tips and tricks here, um, I agree with, with all of these, especially the second point, which uh, Kennedy's going to run through. Yeah, so general tips and tricks. Have a survival plan. Rhino is going to punch you hard. So if you don't have a really good thwarting deck and you don't want to flip down and risk him popping the main scheme, bring first aid, bring healing, um, bring toughness, bring a character with a high defense so you can mitigate stay in hero form longer. The best way with some of these corset villains to avoid these extra activations and avoid having to flip, flip down are to use status conditions. So stun and confuse are super strong against Rhino. If you can stun Rhino, you just removed half of the villain phase from him. If you can confuse Rhino, you can flip down pretty safely. Or if you bring other threat mitigation, things like counterintelligence from Black Widow's pack or under surveillance to increase the threat threshold from Thor's pack. So there's, there's good cards for sort of like preemptively thwarting if you will avoid flipping right especially in solo beware of where advances i cannot tell you the number of times on stream or on youtube or with like other people at the table i've been like i'll flip down because clearly we won't draw an advance it's like advance has a radar for that and then it just jumps to the top of the encounter deck to make me <laughs> mad i swear um Always turn off surges, so I'm talking about hard to keep down and tough. If you're including a modular set that could have surges, turn those off if you can. And what I mean by that is, like, minimally make it so that they meet their triggering conditions. So with Rhino, that's always removing his tough and always pinging him for one point of damage. Um, and then solve the charge problem, right? I mean, charge is going to show up. You're going to have to find a way to survive it. If you play a Nick Fury and plan to block with him, Right? He can soak three of that damage, but you're still taking Rhino's, Rhino's boost card and his base attack to the face. So, you know, getting toughness on an ally or getting a toughness on yourself and letting Rhino attack into the ally are ways to get around that. Just defending in general and things like that can be really, really strong. So damage mitigation, super important. Um, some of the other tips and tricks we talked about already. Make sure if you're playing an expert, the break and a taking goes away. Turn one. You do not want that to stay out because two card combos are what uh, makes Rhino win games. Um, have a plan for every time you're going to advance the villain stage. When you go from Rhino 1 to Rhino 2, you're going to get that side scheme. So even in standard, you have to have a plan for I'm not going to punch him to stage 2 until I can either defeat him or I can remove the side scheme on my on that turn so that I don't have to like get the extra encounter card. And an expert, he's going to go from stage 2 to stage 3. He's going to gain tough, so you want a way to remove tough. 
and he's going to stun all the heroes. So you want as many people as possible in Alter Ego, and then have them all flip up to hero turn and the next turn. Um, and like you said, Shocker is the same way. This game is very particular. If it says damage all the heroes, if you're in Alter Ego form, you avoid that. If it says do something to all the Alter Egos, again, if you're in hero form, you avoid that. So Shocker and Rhino 3 are very particular. They only target you if you're in hero form, which is good to know. Alright, this was my best stab, and here's where Adderkop can tell me how wrong or right I am. Um, so this is the Hero Solutions page. So this is where I'm saying for each of the heroes in Marvel Champions, which heroes make Rhino feel like you're playing in easy mode? Which ones have like really good solutions to Rhino in their kit? Which ones are kind of just like middling, like they can be good against Rhino, but they can kind of be risky? And which ones make Rhino feel really hard to defeat? And like some of this has a little bit of a solo bias, um, but I'll just I'll go through them really quick, and then Adderkop can tell me if he has any other differing opinions. So for each of them, I'll give a quick description why I think they're good. So Spider-Man makes Rhino in easy mode because he has three defense and he has backflip, which can avoid all that damage from Rhino. So you can basically play against Rhino as Spider-Man in hero form the whole game. And there's a bunch of characters in here that have that same advantage. So Captain America has shield block. He gets three defense, great character. Miles Morales has tough. Ghost Spider has three defense. Wolverine has some self-healing. Um, Colossus has a lot of tough. Shadowcat is nearly invincible. Um, some of the other characters on here have different advantages against Rhino. Drax likes to take those attacks. Doctor Strange, again, with toughness. And um, Captain, not Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch with toughness are, are nearly impossible to take down when they can keep throwing tough on themselves. Some of these characters just like to take damage or really thrive off of the villain actually having low health or performing attacks. So Spider-Ham, right, is going to like taking damage from Rhino. Maybe not large chunks of damage, but doesn't mind getting resource counters. Storm. He'll just make it a one. Mm -hmm. He'll just make it a one. Yeah, no exactly. Cartoon physics. Um, Storm is actually, Storm is one of my favorite heroes from this current wave, the, the, the X-Men wave coming with Mutant Genesis. If you draw into the right cards with Storm, you can take down a stage of Rhino in turn one in solo. Just by like, and it's not even like the right cards, you have to just like draw a card. And <laughs> you basically defeat Rhino <laughs> if you draw like the Lightning Storm, I can't remember what the name of it is card. It's the one where like you get to resolve the Thunderstorm ability if you're already in Thunderstorm. It's just crazy. So characters that can really just burn down the villain fast, also really good against Rhino. Um, I'll quickly summarize the other ones. So B-tier characters, Hawkeye, right? He's great that he has stun and confuse, but he also has nine health. You know who can swing for nine damage in one turn? Stage three Rhino with a charge. So, you know, you can get caught with your pants down and just get crushed. Um, Black Panther has two defense. He has some self-healing, but he can take a little bit too much setup. A lot of these characters are flippers, right? Black Widow likes to flip, Spider likes to flip, Star-Lord, his whole thing is giving the villain extra encounter cards, and we already talked about how multiple encounter cards <laughs> makes Rhino win. Um, for hard mode, these are the heroes that I think make Rhino really hard. Um, so Valkyrie and Hulk, they're almost always in hard mode land. They they could just luck into cards that defeat Rhino turn one. Um, but it's it's not like Storm, where it's like, if you draw one card in your deck, you're good to go. It's like, if you draw these three cards in unison, um, which is a lot harder to do. All of our classical flippers are people that like to sit in Alter Ego mode and build. So we're talking about Iron Man, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, Nebula, Ironheart. Um, 
Groot and Thor, I think, really struggle. I think Groot struggles because he struggles to keep his growth counters because um, he's taking so much damage from Rhino. But what's really cool about this is amongst the 41 heroes that exist in Marvel Champions, you can find heroes that are going to make Rhino really easy to take down, and you can find um, heroes that are going to be more challenging even against one of the easiest villains of the game, Rhino. So that's kind of cool, in my opinion. But anyway, are there any heroes that you think Agent Adderkop are really good against Rhino, kind of middling against Rhino, or really bad against Rhino? Um, I like... I think I think Rhino and I mean I'm sorry I think Hulk and Nova are sort of the same guy here. Mm, yeah. um, both of them can have an opening hand that says Rhino is knocked out, um, or opening hands that say I don't really do anything. I hope nothing bad happens. Um, but I don't know if that would make them both. I Hulk certainly doesn't go to B tier here because um, he has to draw into that. But Nova does have some play otherwise. Um, I did laugh when I saw um, Black Widow in the middle because I recall testing Black Widow initially when I first got the game and saying, obviously, you play new heroes against Rhino and just getting smashed repeatedly. And I'm like, wow, Black Widow is awful. Um, but that wasn't the case. It was just because you're hitting her for between five and seven every turn and uh, you have to have the stuns. <laughs> um you make a really good point about Star-Lord, too. Giving him extra cards when he is like a, a combo sort of villain is the worst thing you can possibly do. Um, but I I think that Ironheart is actually good enough to be in B tier, even with like the hard mode idea. Totally. Um, I think that, that she's got enough juice to, to stay alive and keep things interesting and uh, sort of like even like out-action him. So besides that, I think everything else is true. Um, the easy mode villains all have ways of just locking him down or just blowing him up. Um, Venom, Venom's tendrils is a, a pretty big one. Yep. And if I've placed something in the wrong spot, please let us know in the YouTube videos. Or if you have like really good strategies with the people that I placed in hard mode on how do you defeat Rhino with this character, people would love to have that resource. So put it in the comments on YouTube or on the podcast feed so that new players all over the world can read it. Because um, I think every hero does have something that helps against most villains, right? You you mentioned Nova. He's got that force field something. I can't remember the name of the card. So it's like a one-cost card, and if you pay with a wild resource, you prevent three damage, but then you deal three damage if you paid with a wild. So you can basically take a charge and throw it back at Rhino, which is really, really satisfying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. So there's... And, like, Black Widow has Confuse, and, I mean, even like you said, Ironheart, right? She doesn't have to sit in Alter Ego. She could sit in Hero Form to build her progress counters and only flip down when she needs to. So I think that... All the heroes have a chance against Rhino. There's just some that it's a little bit harder with, right? All right. right. Yeah. Aspect solutions. So we'll alternate here so that you get to talk about aggression. But for each aspect, I went through and picked out a couple cards that I think help against Rhino or help with some of our strategy tips. So even though Rhino has charge, allies are still really strong against him, right? One way to stay in hero form is to play cheap allies and leadership. So an ally like Squirtle Girl can be sort of a a trifecta ally. She comes into play really cheap. She can thwart for one to help you with your threat management, like take care of that auto threat when you're um, in hero form. She can then defend the attack that doesn't have charge and mitigate a ton of damage to you as a character. So she's turning off a surge, she's helping with threat, mitigating damage. 
Um, likewise, U.S. Agent, for one extra resource, he's got five health, so that usually survives a Rhino 1-2 to two attack without, you know, an unlucky boost. He's got Retaliate, so he'll ping back and remove some health before you draw into hard to keep down or whatnot, or he'll remove tough and things like that. Um, and if you combine that with Ready for Action, you can keep giving U.S. Agent tough and just defending with U.S. Agent over and over again to make sure you're turning off those surges, um, and mitigating all of the damage coming to you from Rhino. So then you can spend the other, you know, three to four resources in your hand progressing your win condition. Can I just talk about how Dropkick will solve every problem? I that put that in there for you. you. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. I, if there's a problem in Marvel Champs, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Dropkick it first, and then I'm going to think about the problem afterwards. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to think afterwards. Um, so yeah, obviously Dropkick is good because not only does it, it just deal four, va four damage at face value, um, presumably you've built around it, so you're getting the additional uh, benefits. So you've stunned him. Um, as Kennedy said, you, you took, away, took away half, potentially the entire turn from, uh, from Rhino, able to build your stuff, and, and you draw a card on top of it, which kind of keeps you going, gives you more ammunition, and uh, functionally makes the card cost one less. Um, that's good, that's efficient, it's a great card, always use it, right? I mean, I've spent how many episodes now talking about how much I love Dropkick, and that is the first card I reach for. I love it. Um, I like the art, too. I don't know. I, just, I, I like Dropkick. I love the art. love the alternate art a lot. Um, Counterattack. So Counterattack is a super, super gotcha in this scenario. Um, Counterattack is really, really cool with um, some of the heroes that have big health pools, or... Um, you know, when you're also packing the extra endurance or things like that, uh, Thor with his helmet with endurance with a bunch of counter or with a, a I should say, a string of counter attacks rather than a bunch of them because he's one per player. But if he charges you for a bunch, well, you charge him right back for a bunch and then you move on. That's pretty nice for one card, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll pay for that is another pretty pretty interesting card. Um, it really gets you out of a jam. Um, it's kind of hard to build around because of how much damage you're taking from Rhino, but if you're in danger of threading out and not in danger of dying, it's the perfect card for you. He's going to hit you for five, and you're going to go ahead and take five threat off of uh, the uh, scheme. Yeah, what I like you'll pay for that for, since it's an event that costs one, is after the villain attacks, you remove one threat from each or from a scheme for each damage you took from that attack. So if you... If you're in a bad spot with threat and you're like, I have no way to flip down, um, you can take a bunch of damage, turn that into threat, and then flip down safely because you've just like cleared the entire main scheme. So that way you can use a recovery and recover from it. Um, so if you... It's, it's sort of a way to like, I don't know, counterbalance or use Rhino's attack against him in, in two different ways. All right. right. Um, aspect solutions. So for justice, I have making an entrance. This is a card I really like from Venom and Spider Ham's Hero Pack. It's when your hero makes a basic thwart, it gets plus two thwart for that thwart. After the thwart ends, if your hero removes all the threat from a scheme, that way heal two damage from your hero. So again, avoiding alter ego form, making sure that advances don't sink your game. This is good even with heroes that have very low thwart. Right in solo, if I'm playing Hawkeye and this main scheme is at 3 threat, I can play making an entrance to heal Hawkeye and just use my base stat to clear all the threat from the main scheme, which is crazy, right? Um, one for two thwart, I would pay 
fairly frequently with the heel on top. It's just, you know, cherry. So really like it. This is also a really good card um, for helping you remove that side scheme in standard when you push to the next phase. So um, clear the area. Like I said, you need solutions for those side schemes. Drawing cards is good. And then I have under surveillance in here. It increases the target threat of the scheme by four. So this is better in solo, but I really think it's good even in two and three player. Um, probably less so in four player because you're not getting as much value out of it because it's not increasing it by four per player. But in solo, this takes Rhino's main scheme from seven to 11. So now without, like even if you got two, three scheme boosts, from drawing in advance and flipping down, he wouldn't pop the main scheme in one go. You'd still have a little bit of wiggle room if you got it down to zero. Um, and likewise, I don't have it on here, but counterintelligence is um, a shield preparation that prevents threat from being placed up to three when it is placed. So that's another thing that could let you flip down and really enable flipping with the justice aspect. Oh, uh, in protection, we've got uh, jump flip. Uh, jump flip is a one cost event it's a heroic interrupt um sorry hero interrupt when you would take any amount of damage prevent two of that damage if you paid with uh lightning resource uh, energy lightning lightning remove two threat from the main scheme so you're kind of getting rhino in two directions there is you're dealing with the threat problem and you're uh you're t taking a little bit of the damage off of the top which is great like that's that's all you need um the I think the significant thing here is that it's not a thwart. Not so, a thwart, and it's it's a defense, but it doesn't require you to defend. So it's a way to like mitigate damage from Rhino without having to exhaust your hero. Because sometimes you want to be like making progress in other ways, right? Right. Yeah. So it, so it's cool because it gets around um, the crisis icon in case you're stuck there. Like it's it just it's a very very versatile card. It's perfect for the scenario. Um, we've got Hard Knocks, which is a three cost event. Uh, deal four damage to an enemy. If that enemy is defeated by this attack, uh, give your hero a tough status card. Um, this is really, really good because you can get rid of the guard and still end up with a tough at the end. Um, get rid of the, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the, the guard minion and still have a tough token at the end. So you're okay for whatever comes afterwards, um, having to spend the turn. Uh, with that said, it is a little bit pricey at three. Mm -hmm. um, not a whole lot of easy ways to do it, you know. Yeah, but you are playing protection, so obviously, you know, spend all your cards and draw all of your events that protect you, right? Like, yep. Sure, no problem. Um, lastly here, we've got Never Back Down. Um, <clears throat> it costs one when you defend for an attack, well, defend against an attack. You get plus two defense, and if you take no damage, stun the attacking enemy. So this is obviously super good. You're increasing your defense. Um, likely you're defending, so you have a pretty respectable defense value already um and on top of that if you get away with it you deny rhino his his uh his next turn or maybe if you're gonna flip uh a card that makes him attack that's really really good similarly desperate defense um also works but the difference with desperate defense is you you ready if you don't take any damage and the the action economy there is really really good yep. if you when you start your turn exist ex exhausted you can't thwart you can't deal your damage uh take your basic actions or your hero uh abilities so being able to stand back up is really, really nice. And I want to correct one thing really quick, because this is a new player episode. So um, Jump Flip doesn't get around Crisis Icons, because Crisis Icon in the RRG says, while this scheme is in play, you cannot remove threat from the main scheme, not just thwart. But there's a keyword called Patrol that says, while this minions engage with you, you cannot thwart the main scheme. So Jump Flip does get around Patrol, 
but not crisis, which is tricky. Ooh, it's a, a weird, speak. it's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, that's, yeah, maybe I mix it up. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I mix it up continuously. So that's just <laughs> a thing I'm learning. It's a 2023 improvement for me. Um, from the basic quote-unquote aspect, there's a bunch of really good allies you should probably include in your deck. So Ironheart, again, drawing cards just like um, Squirrel Girl, right? She can ping for damage, she can help with threat, and she can take a non-charge attack. War Machine comes in with toughness. Now I know it stinks that uh, he costs four, but he can come in, he can soak that big charge attack with his toughness. He can then thwart for four over the next two turns and then soak one more attack. That's a ton of value. And Mockingbird again, right? You're going to stun Rhino, thwart one or two times, and then soak another attack. So for the same amount of resources as Hard Knocks, instead of eliminating one attack, you're eliminating two attacks. You're just not getting rid of a minion as well. So Mockingbird's just a real staple card. All right. The recommended modular set is Bomb Scare. So I'm just going to go through it really quick. It's a six-card modular set. You've got a side scheme Bomb Scare that has an acceleration icon, um, and it's two plus one per player for its threat. Um, basically, the Hydra has planted a bomb. You must you must find it, and it is accelerating time. We've got two Hydra Bombers. Um, one scheme, one attack, two health. When revealed, choose to either take two damage or place one threat in the main scheme. This is one of those tricks where they are giving you a thing that you think is a decision, but really both of those decisions help Rhino greatly, which you'd think would be like, oh, duh, yeah, well, taking damage helps him and placing threat. But against Rhino, taking two damage can be, like, brutal, right? If you are if you take two damage from that Hydra Bomber and then you draw, you know, a Stampede as your second card for some reason because you had a hazard symbol out there because you didn't listen to me and get rid of, you know, Breaking and Taking, you'll be really sad. Or if you place that one threat and then draw into an advance. So you really have to pick whichever path is most stable. Um, we've got two copies of False Alarm, which confuses you. Um, if you are already confused, this card gains Surge. So again, you can turn off Surge by always clearing your Confuseds. Um, this card can be really annoying because if an advance does come up while you're confused, all of a sudden you've got to like figure out how to double thwart to get out of the hole you've created. And then there's this card, Explosion. It says, if Bomb Scare is in play, assign X damage amongst heroes and allies where X is the amount of threat on Bomb Scare. I've never had this card go off while Bomb Scare was in play. So I don't think you have to worry about it too much. If Bomb Scare is not in play, it gains Surge. This is not one where you want to turn off um, um, Surge. You just want to let that one Surge because keeping a side scheme in play to avoid one treachery card is not a good trade. Um, I did some really quick math because I know Adderkop loves math. Love so math. counted all the boost icons up. So in Rhino's set, he's got five zero boost icon cards, five one boost icon cards, and seven two boost icon cards. That's a lot of twos. In the standard set, which you're going to include, you got four zeros, two ones, and one two. And in Bomb Scare, you have zero zeros, four ones, and two twos. Um, so that means, in total, if you do the recommended setup for Rhino, you're going to have nine boost cards with zero boost icons, 11 with one, and 10 with two. So if you average all that out, um, you're going to have the average boost of about 1.03. So you probably can count on a boost of one, but at the same time, about a third of them are going to be twos and about a third of them are going to be zeros. If you remove Bomb Scare and just look at Rhino and Standard because you're mixing in a different mod set, it goes down a little bit. So Bomb Scare is slightly above average compared to Rhino plus Standard, but obviously whatever mod set you mix in is, is going to change that a little bit. Um... 
this is something I started doing recently is looking at, you know, what are the different card types that exist and what are the different like themes of those card types in the encounter deck. So here I've divided things into minions, treacheries, attachments, and side schemes. So in the recommended setup, you've got six minions, 17 treachery cards, four attachments, and three side schemes. So you really probably don't want to be playing, you know, like a minion juggling card or a person that like depends on minions being in the board because there's not a ton in his kit. At the same time, side schemes, there's only three of them. So you're really going to want to focus on like treachery cancels if you're going to focus on anything. And that's generally like weighted towards that because of the standard set. Um, I think that's kind of useful for figuring out what kind of deck you want to build. But also figuring out your team composition, I, I sorted them a different way and said, okay, well, how many cards, you know, are about dealing damage or dealing extra damage? How many cards are about, like, placing threat or making it harder for you to thwart, like, confusing you and things like that? And how many cards are about, like, mitigating the villain, healing them, giving them tough, having guard, things like that? And then how many of them are just kind of, like, generic, you know, minions that could do anything or things that fit into multiple categories? So you've got about 10 cards in Rhino's recommended setup that are all about progressing his damage win condition, and about 8 cards that are about putting threat or um, thwarting roadblocks in the way. You've got 7 cards of mitigation and about 5 miscellaneous cards, so it's kind of evenly spread, a little bit slanted towards damage, as you would expect from Rhino, but looking at this it tells me that threat could definitely be a problem as well. Um, modular mixing. So I want to give you a chance to talk about this after I babble about it, but what I did here is tried to think of other mods in Marvel Champions that could make Rhino more challenging, more easy, or maybe more middle of the road. Um, and this is more for advanced players. Once you've beaten Rhino a couple times with Bomb Scare, you know, mixing things up, that's one of my favorite things to do in Champions is try different mods with different villains. So some cards that might make him a little bit easier, um, Power Stone is a mod set you can put in that gives Rhino plus one attack, but you should have a pretty easy time pulling it off of Rhino, and then if you're playing well, you get to keep it and advance your game. Um, Goblin Gimmicks does have some high boost icons, but most of the cards that come out of Goblin Gimmicks are pretty meandering, they're not, they're not horrible. And same thing with Under Attack, you're giving him more attachments, which to, to me is really just like a dead encounter card versus Stampede, I just remove it the next turn. Under Attack does have ways to like wipe out your allies, which can be terrifying, um, but for the most part you can play around that. For medium-sized ones or medium-difficulty ones, I like mixing in Legions of Hydra from the core set because it brings a lot more minions and a lot more guard into play. It kind of pushes Rhino into that mitigation sub-theme he has. Um, City and Chaos is a really fun one with Rhino because it contains a Rhino minion in it, but it contains even more extra activation cards for Rhino. And Iron Spider's Sinister Six is going to add a bunch of minions to the deck, which it doesn't seem like minions would always be a mitigation card. But the minions in Iron Spider Sinister Six are nasty enough that when they come out, you have to remove them. You can't say, oh, well, I'm just going to keep working on my game towards Rhino. Unless you've already won, that minion is a problem. So can kind of in in invest in him a little bit. And then for really hard sets, these are some of my favorite sets to run with Rhino. So the Sinister Assault mod from Sinister Motives is six minions, and they all have three boost icons. So that is brutal, because... Like we looked at it earlier, the, the, the boost icon count, I meant to mention this. If you play the recommended setup, there are no three boost icon cards in Rhino. So we always talk about preparing for a three boost icon card, because that's the worst thing that could happen. And now there's fours, right? So prepare for fours as well. You don't have to do that in the recommended set for Rhino. The biggest you're going to get is a two. 
Um, but if you mix Sinister Assault in, now you've got six cards that are a three, which can make it really hard. Symbiotic Strength has some guard minions to help with things. It's also got extra activations, even activations that'll attack you in alter ego form. Rhino loves that. Rhino thrives off extra activations. So I think if you run that kit, instead of having six extra attack activations in the encounter deck, you have eight, which is like a third of the encounter deck almost, which is crazy. Um, and then I like doing Infinity Gauntlet and Weapon Master. So Infinity Gauntlet is going to increase Rhino's stats permanently and give him a bonus to his extra, extra activations, which we know he likes to do. And then Weapon Master will add even more extra activations to Rhino, and they all surge because the Infinity Gauntlet is a weapon that is permanently attached to Rhino. So if you really want to see Rhino just, you know, stomp people, try to play a control game against Rhino where he has the Infinity Gauntlet and the Weapon Master modular set. So I battled for a while. So I want you to tell me, what are your favorite mods to play with Rhino? So um, when I did the stats breakdown for Rhino, I think I did math with like all of the modules uh, from the starter, which included MODOK. Um, and, oh man, it's been a while. Uh, I think MODOK puts him up to a really high boost, uh, boost average, uh, or at least the highest of them. It's like, like 1.5 or 6. Yeah. Um, com comparatively speaking. Um, but when I play Rhino, I usually do it with Legions of Hydra, um, which is funny because we were talking about how Rhino is like a, a two-card combo villain, and Bomb Scare as a module is basically like a two-card combo module. But I've I've honestly never seen it. So that's kind of funny. I, I like Legions of Hydra just in general with um, most things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned, Goblin Gimmicks is, is fun to me. Anything that, that gives him additional attacks is, is really, really rough, though, because that's his thing. So if you don't want him doing him that much. You're replacing a module that says no additional attacks and putting that module in, giving him more attacks in addition to the module standard that gives him more attacks and his own that gives him more attacks. All right. So just like our hero primers, I have my patented archery scale. So... We'll go through. I'll have you rate each one of these before I reveal them. So Goldilocks difficulty for villains is I like villains to be challenging, but not too challenging. So a five would be like the perfect sweet spot for difficulty. Where would you put Rhino? Um, I think in solo, I think that he is a five. I think that in multiplayer, he's probably closer to a three. I've got him at a three. Um, I even think in solo he's a three. I think in solo he's a little bit too swingy, a little bit too hard. He's like the opposite end of that that bell curve that I'm looking at. All right, providing interesting decision making to the player. Do you have agency and fun decision making to do against Rhino? Um, I'd give him a four here for the reasons that we discussed. Like you can do the discard uh, inventory checks. You can consider what he's going to do when he transforms. Uh, um, but for the most part, you're preparing for the same situations and just making sure they don't happen. So I'd, I'd say a four. I gave him a three, and that D is slightly overlapping into the four because I was like hemming and hawing when I was doing these last few tabs um, like 30 minutes ago. Um, I do agree. I think Rhino has a lot of interesting decision-making, and he's really good at teaching you that decision about when do I flip, when do I stay up, what's like the risk tolerance that I need to, to take uniqueness how unique is rhino versus the rest of the villain spectrum we have out there that's a really interesting one i'm gonna rank him pretty low though um in terms of uniqueness i think he's like a one 
I, had I think a, you can get. Yeah, I agree. I think you can get beat up by a lot of villains. <laughs> I had him as a two, right? Every villain attacks. Every villain likes to have extra attacks. The one like saving grace for Rhino is he does have a ton of extra attacks. Um, he's one of the few villains that you can do heroic mode in and not, you know, hate your life. Um, and I think that having that low threat threshold puts a different pressure on you. We'll talk about crossbones in these villain primer series, villain primer videos eventually. Um, and crossbones also has really low threat thresholds, but because he has three stages of main scheme, you're allowed like two strikes before you're out. Um, you get that third strike, you're out. But with Rhino, it's like one mistake may as well scoop and restart. So there is that like that tenseness there with the threat that gets removed in some of the other villains. But at the same time, he's got one thwart, so I don't know. <laughs> Thematics. How thematic is it that Rhino is breaking into a shield facility and do his cards exude Rhino theme? Uh, five for thematics. Totally. Rhino. He, he defines him as a person. And this is why I love Rhino. Theme is probably the most important of these five for me. Um, but yeah, like... The first time I was playing Marvel Champions, I ran into a double charge, and I was just like, oh gosh, this is horrible. And he attacked me, and I drew a backflip as Spider-Man, and then I played it, and I was just like, this is this is what it's supposed to be. So this is it. I think this is it. <laughs> I felt it. All right, fun factor. How fun is Rhino? Um, I'd give him another four here. I, I, have, I do have a lot of fun playing against Rhino, but it's mostly because... I do a lot of like deck testing against mm -hmm. Rhino, or I mean mostly Crossbones, but Rhino as well. I have him at a three. Um, I used to do a lot of deck testing against Rhino, but we've gotten more Bruiser villains since, and I've tended to lean towards the newer ones because they have slightly more interesting cards. But I do still enjoy Rhino, especially when I'm playing with newer players and introducing people to the game. So I couldn't rate him at like a two or lower because he's still like he's a middle of the pack scenario for me. Um, so my overall rating for him was a 3.2, so not too bad. We don't really have anything to baseline that against because this is the first Villain Primer video. So thanks for watching or tuning in. Um, sound off in the comments below. Tell us who your favorite hero is to take on Rhino, and if you have any heroes that you think are more challenging with Rhino, you can ask for tips and tricks from people. What tips and tricks do you have um, for the community, especially new players that just picked up Marvel Champions when facing this historic brute from the Marvel Champions corset? And special thanks to Addercop for joining me for this first new player villain primer episode. Happy to. Always happy to. All right. Well, our shield agent, um, you know, timer is up. So that is it for today. We will try to get through Claw and Ultron this month as well to complete our new Shield Agent training package. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time.